I must say, Fraser, you did well landing us tickets to this exclusive show at the Grand Imperial. Well, Niles, some people wouldn't know culture if it bit them in the face. They were practically giving away tickets to this show. Now, refresh my memory again. What exactly are we seeing? This is a performance of Princess Kagura, as performed by the Imperial Combat Review's Flower Division. Well, that is certainly an interesting name for a theater troupe. Oh, look, Niles, the show is starting. Greetings and salutations. Today, our story starts in... Fraser, what is that rumbling noise? Be quiet, Niles. It's just the acoustics. Uh-oh, everyone to the emergency exits. We got a demon attack. Demons? What kind of hell show did you sign us up for, Fraser? I thought it was going to be a cute little kabuki show. Did that woman just dive into a robot and launch herself into a triple kick to knock out that demon? For God's sake, Niles, stop gawking at the woman and run! Well, this is the last time I let you pick a show, Fraser. We would have been better off going with Dad to Monster Truck Madness! You can tell him all about it when we get the hell out of here! And the next day on Fraser's radio show. And that is my scathing review of Princess Kagura as performed by the Imperial Combat Review's Flower Division. Clearly, there needs to be a safety warning when you buy tickets to a show that's interrupted by demons and robots. Roz, who's our next caller? Frage, no callers. But there are several women in kimonos outside who want to have a little chat with you about your review. Oh, good lord. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly RPG feedback show, and we're your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and the the Niles to my Frasier, my co-host, partner in crime, Mr. Matt Mason. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot worse things I could have been on that show. I mean, depending on your feeling on dogs, you know, I could have been your oh, Eddie. Yeah, that, no, we have somebody that probably doesn't like uh, her, her favorite dog breed, Bulldog, being compared to the uh, Bulldog <laughs> on that show. Miss um, Sam Marcello, or walked her now. Yeah, Why did I do your regular last <laughs> name? <laughs> I'm Roz this week. <laughs> hey, hey, Roz is a sassy gal and my favorite character on that show. She's my favorite too. I mean, I also I also have a soft spot for Daphne because she just oh, makes me laugh. And, and then our, our own Frasier, Mr. Josh Carpenter, which which feels oddly appropriate somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I, I casted you as Frasier because you say "Oh, good lord" a lot, so it made me think of you. <laughs> oh, good lord. Oh, and, good lord. <laughs> and um, 
showing up a little bit later is going to be David. We had to kind of shuffle things around for tonight's show since we had two sick people and had to shuffle a day. So it, it's crazy, but we're going to make it work because we are talking about soccer wars, but not that soccer wars, the new soccer wars. 2020. Yeah, oh, yeah, 2020. I could put, put in 2019 because that was a Japanese release. Yeah, but for North uh, America, it's... 2020. So Sega has tried a couple of times to get soccer wars going in the U.S. And it just never seems to take. Well, well the first time it was NIS that kind of fell on their face because they, the the I don't think they've ever officially said, the rumor is that NIS paid Sega a ton of money to get the rights to bring over so, so Long My Love. And that was on the PS2 and Wii. So very end of the PS2, very beginning of the Wii. And it, it was like the very hard. last. I think it was also the it was the very last PS2 game. Yeah, well, the last like non-Madden game on yeah. the PS2, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and yeah, it it tanked really hard. Um, so I'll tell you a fun story regarding So Long My Love. Uh so the year that it released, uh RP Gamer did Run to the Sun. And that was the secret surprise that we got to see at NIS. Oh, cool. The year that uh, they were getting ready to release it, they were like, this is under embargo. We haven't shown anybody. But they were so proud of the fact that Sega was allowing them to localize and release a Soccer Wars game. And they had even admitted, they're like, this was so hard to do and it was a long time coming. But we just felt like there was something very special about this series. I mean, it's unfortunate that like the older games are not on consoles that people can easily access because again some of them were saturn games ps1 games um you know soccer wars has just such a an interesting legacy of how it's fit into different console cycles um but yeah they were so proud um and i got to be actually the i believe the reviewer for soccer wars <laughs> Um, but I actually have, uh, from an old gaming magazine, one of my quotes is on the So Long My Love ad. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's, I thought that was really cool. I was so jazzed. Like, I've been a Sakura Wars fan um, probably since the anime got released in English, the, the original OVA, and then the not-as-good TV series. Um, so I sat at that meeting, and I just kind of had a mild freakout, and there's Mac and Adrian, like, Touching my shoulder, being like, okay, girl, calm your tits. And me going, <laughs> it's real. Sakura Wars is real and I get to play it. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I would have had a, that, that'd be like a Shining Force moment for me if, if something like that were to happen to me. So, yeah, somebody probably have to tap my shoulder. Kel, do your inhaler. <laughs> Let me just, just pinch you a second. Are you alive? Yeah. Ow. There you go. You're good. <laughs> But yeah, so I was so excited when they announced uh, the new soccer awards, just because when you play So Long My Love, So Long My Love, you know, it has all the trappings, you know, you've got an, a version of the lips system, like it is the lip system in, in Soccer Wars 5, but they had like a version of it sort of in the older games. And I was curious to see with this one, it's like, how were they going to update that as well as, you know, um, who the new Bachelorettes were? Because that's why you play Soccer Wars, not for the combat. Mildly for the the robots, because let's be realistic, uh, chicks dig giant robots. Yes, um, we do. So yeah, seeing what they were producing for the 2019 game, I mean, and Josh, I'm sure you can attest to this. You and I were both like, what is this and can we have it now? <laughs> well, you and I were just messaging each other, <laughs> being like, oh my god. 
Well, well, this game is the series is kind of weird because it was originally a co-production between Sega and this company that's Red Entertainment that does oh, like Red. anime and some video games and stuff. So part of the reason it spent so many years in the wilderness was because, you know, both of the companies jointly owned the property. And so you had to deal, you know, like Sega and Red had to kind of agree to to actually go forward and make a new game out of it. And it was just a couple of years ago that Sega finally bought out Red in terms of and so Sega owns the entire Sakura Wars franchise now, so that's that's part of the reason how we even got how this finally came about. Well, and that that was one of the things NIS had actually mentioned in terms of like the difficulty to getting Sakura Wars was just the fact that Red was not at the time they weren't willing to fully play nice, Mm-mm. and I well, think well, that also might have attributed to why the cost might have been as exorbitant as it was. Yeah, and, and the. You know, for a game, for a series that hasn't, you know, like this is the first new game in the series since 2005 in Japan. Like, it's still been a going thing in Japan. There's been stage shows and drama CDs. Like, there, the, the series has never died, has never completely died in Japan. There haven't been any games, but they are continually churning out new material and, and rehashing their old stuff over and over again. So it's it's never kind of left the consciousness in Japan, which is also part of the reason probably why, you know, Red and Sega weren't quite willing to part with it for, you know, unless there was quite a bit of money involved. Yeah, and I mean, Sakura Wars now, given the success of 2019, we are seeing it now localized more. The They made an anime for the 2019 game, uh, which is like a sort of continuated the continuation of the story. Um, it follows like the Berlin girls, and again, you get to see all the main characters um, in twenty in twenty nineteen. Um, and then they also recently appeared in Super Robot Wars thirty. So uh, yes. Super Robot, yes, Super Robot Wars thirty. You have um, Sakura and Kamiyama, and then you also have Erika, Sakura, Shinguji, and what's his name? Oh. What's the other main male character's name? It's gonna drive me crazy. Shinjiro. Ogami. 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 Yeah. Um. So it has all those characters in it, and I mean, I'll I'll never forget. My husband got the DLC, and he like screamed, "You need to come and watch this!" And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "It's Sakura Wars. <laughs> come watch." <laughs> um. I, I married a giant robot nerd, but one of the things that like just as a weird Sakura Wars tangent. Um, one of the things my husband was very surprised about when we were dating was the fact that I loved Sakura Wars. And he's like, I don't know any person that likes Sakura Wars except me. And it was just one of the weird things that we bonded on because like he always loved like the robot designs. And again, I'm a sucker for which girl do I get to date? <laughs> Maybe it's the bisexual in me. I don't know. I just like I, games where I get to date people. I, I mean, tangentially sort of related but not my husband and i bonded over mystery science theater 3000 and that has robots in it so i kind of see where you're coming from oh yeah no again (laughs) chicks dig i mean the the true title of this episode really should be chicks dig giant robots yes indeed um right writing that down right now so i don't forget um (laughs) that that being said um we were waiting for one more person so I think we should take just a quick break and then continue this enthusiasm for the main event. Sorry, uh, I'm the worst. No, I get so excited. <laughs> no, it, it's cool. It's it's cool. I just don't want a 30-minute intro like the Skyrim episode. 
Oh god, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> no, no, it was content. It was great. We just we, we need our our other man, David, because it wouldn't be an episode without him. Our, our Q and A quest representative. So um, yeah, we're we're going on a break, and then we come back, and we're just gonna break down soccer wars, mostly talking about the game. But I I want comparisons to the old game. So stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about Soccer Wars, released in 2019 in Japan and Asia, and April 28th, 2020 in North America. Um, wow, that was during that glut of RPGs, like around uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and oh, God, what else? Came it was a messy today? April. Yeah, 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 just a little bit. Um, Animal Crossing, I know that a lot of people were still playing that. Um, so, so yeah, so- Soccer Wars. This was kind of a surprise reboot on my radar, uh, and then fi- finding out that it went from t- tabletop or er, that strategy RPG to action RPG. So tell me how jarring of a difference that was. I mean, like I was, <sighs> I was disappointed because I actually always had kind of enjoyed the strategy elements of the earlier games, but. You know, like most of what people are coming to Sacred Wars for is the vis- the gigantic visual novel elements and the lip system. So, you know, that that's the way most of RPGs are going, going more action. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? You know, I, um, I, so I loved the strategy combat in So Long My Love, but I was okay with the change to the action RPG. Again, so- the new Sacred Wars game is not a difficult game in the slightest. No. It's not. Um, and I think that's because they went for a very simplistic action combat that just anyone could pick up and play. And I appreciate that. And I mean, all the different characters have their own unique play styles. So it's pretty easy to kind of find a groove with which characters you like to have in your party and who you want to even play as. Um, like, Clarice, you know, she's a mage, so she's got to be kind of far back. Like, she can't get up close and personal, whereas Hatsuo is very up close and personal because she uses a hammer. Azumi has a lot of speed, and she can hit people very quickly. Anastasia has her umbrella gun. She can hit people from a distance. Sakura's your all-rounder. And then you've got Kamiyama, who he's very powerful and, again, has to be up close and personal. So there's a lot of good mixing and matching in the action combat that makes it... It is pretty fun. The maps are not the best well-designed... Are not well-designed, I will Uh, say. Some of them are really bad to fall off. (laughs) Yeah, and it's obviously where they were kind of cutting corners in terms of, like, where they were spending their money. You know, they have these really beautiful designs for this steampunk-inspired 1920s Japan, and then all of the battles are just in these 
very bland, you know, ice cave or lava dungeon or. Yeah, with awkward platforming. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the platforming was not good. No, it was bad times. Uh, And then there was also the, um, what do they call it? It was like the World Championship of like robots. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the Robot Olympics or something. The Robot I remember Olympics the organization thing. was named Wolf. It is called Wolf, yes. Um, but yeah, then you had those maps, and they were weird <laughs> and really easy, but weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Again, well the game hard. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, especially like y- you would build up like your uh, like this special attack by fighting lots of regular enemies. And pretty much any of the bosses would just be wiped out by one of your special attacks. So you just kind of like saved up your special attack, got to the boss, used the, the the massive special attack and like, oh, they're dead. OK, move on to the next thing. It, it's one of those definitely if you like Muso games, mm-hmm. this I combat system is that. for you because I, I, I was literally just thinking that. that. Yes, it is all about abusing the mobs, building up your specials, using your specials to get lots of things out of your way get to the boss. Some of the bosses had like parts that you had to kind of deal with at first to like take them down until, you know, you get to the end. But yeah, there there's there's a lot of interesting ideas is what I will say kind of in air quotes um, with the combat system that like Josh said, I think they didn't fully flesh out or fully realize. I mean, as the game goes on, like you've got and spoiler alert, you've got Shadow Sakura Shinguji that you have to fight. And you have, like, these characters that come from past games. And they're probably more the harder bosses in the games than just, like, the basic guys that, you know, are like, oh, my God, like, we're going to destroy the world. It's like, eh, fuck you guys. Like, nobody cares, right? (laughs) But even the story in this game is really silly that when you get to, like, the big combat sections, you're kind of just like, this is silly, but I can accept this. Well, but I mean, it's still the, really silly. The, I mean, come on. The the series has always been really seri- silly. I mean, oh yeah. That in so long, my love. You know, the whole thing is that there's supposed to be like a secret undercover organization, and that's part of like why they. Well, that's not the entire reason, but you know, like part of the whole idea of having the theater is that they're undercover, but you know, their theater was in the middle of Times Square and it transformed into a launching pad for their airship every time, you know, enemies came. So it's like, how are you undercover if your launching pad is in the middle of, you know, don't think about it very hard. No, you know? it's, it's Samurai Pizza Cats, <laughs> right? There's just no jumbo gun to shoot them all out of. Oh my god, I was th- I was thinking that too when they was going into their combat suits. Jeez. I'm just reading your mind tonight, Kelly. Yes. I'm reading your mind. Because um, it, it, talking about the combat, so I came off of this right after Stranger of Paradise, which had some pretty, pretty excellent combat as far as I was concerned. You know, very tight, very visceral. And, you know, going around trying to whack things in this game, everything just felt like no, nothing was connecting right. If that that makes any sense. Yeah. Like kind of like playing a muso, but a muso that wasn't as refined as you're used to with a muso. So I, I felt like I was whiffing on a lot of hits and not really doing a whole lot of damage unless I did the the um the circle 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 triangle combo every single time. Um, yeah. And that felt yeah. kind of, felt kind of weird, um, especially coming off Stranger of Paradise, which. Co- whose combat was just so chef's kiss. Well, this series, even going back to like so long, my love, 
I mean, the combat's not, again, it's never been this series a strong point because even the tactical combat definitely had its pitfalls in So Long My Love. Like, it was easy to kind of get stuck or feel like you kind of couldn't complete a full turn because you may not have positioned yourself well. And visibility in So Long My Love was actually, like, a big problem sometimes. And it's funny because in Sakura Wars 2019... That's still a problem, and they revamped the whole combat system. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where it's like there are good ideas, but they're not executed well. And that's that's one of the hard parts with this series because on one hand, the combat is there to show off the giant robots. It's to show off what the robots are capable of. And that's why some people play soccer wars. Mm -hmm. right? But again, it's not refined enough that to be interesting. <laughs> is part of the problem yeah so and and it's hard because i like again the robot designs in the sakura wars franchise are fantastic because they are chubby little steam bots <laughs> with chubby arms and tiny hands and yeah they're, they're not heads. exactly I, I i i'm forgetting but these aren't technically giant robots because they're not you know like 30 or 40 feet tall these are more what like four or five meter high robots or something like that a little more than that yeah like they're not they're not like gundam territory yeah but they are still tall enough that they do dwarf people yeah right but it's one of those the way in which they are as mecha i mean they are designed in such a unique way that they fit the setting because when you look at them not only do they have the steampunk aesthetic, but they've also got like this old world charm to them, like that they're not high end or or anything. Because you can kind of see when certain ones are moving around, like Sakura's is a great example of it, where you just see parts of the armor popping up mm -hmm. or pushing out. Um, and it's just from the movement. Whereas like, you know, when you're watching Gundam, you know, everything kind of fits together perfectly. The robot moves flawlessly. You don't see that with the Kubos or the Mugens. They are chonky, so they move chonky, um, <laughs> even I with the level of speed that they have. I don't know how familiar you are with, say, Warhammer, but it's almost kind of like Power Armor in the Warhammer series. That It's not necessarily a robot, but like really chunky armor suits. Um, yeah, and... Again, the, the armor class in Sakura Wars, they, they all do have specialties, like I sort of mentioned that earlier, but it is one of those things where, again, when you're watching them move, they kind of look ridiculous, because they look like they're either moving on skates, and they move really fast, or they just look like they're stomping around, and like they're going to Godzilla squash a human, despite not being big enough to do that. Because their feet are so fat. Like, I just, I love the idea of fat arms and fat legs, but tiny feet and tiny hands. <laughs> it just looks so ridiculous. And give Sakura Wars points. All of the mecha have really great color patterns. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, again, this, is, this is such a colorful game. The whole it thing is. from top to bottom. I mean, there is a pink Kubo. <laughs> Of course right? there and, is. And, and there has to be, because of that, that is Sakura's color. But it's, it's yeah, the use of color in this game is so wonderful, because, again, you're you're talking about this flower troop. So they have to look visible to the public. They have to look bold. Um, like, Azumi's is this, like, incredibly soft yellow, and her whole outfit is this weird little, like, maid outfit 
that is like a lot a lemon color and so like you can see like they've matched the robots to like a sort of core color for each of the girls too and again just all the aesthetic parts of soccer wars are really smartly done they are um even just like the changeovers in soccer wars 2019 when they go from having kubos to the mugens um, you see little design differences, um, like Hatsuo's Kubo that she starts with is very different from the Mugen that she gets later on. Um, and it's not a huge difference, but like there are little noticeable things in the face mask, the eye, and again, the way that the armor fits. So little things like that are, are to me, very interesting as somebody like, again, who's been watching the series since they were a teenager. I just love me some fat mechas, okay? And this takes place, I, I want to say, in the uh, an alternate 20s, right? Yes. Well, well I, I think technically are... this game is almost in 1940s. They, they've, okay. th this is set in the Taisho era, so it's in yes, the, right. World it's War One and World War Two. So, well, although World War Two never happens because of the demon invasion. So the Taisho era in Japan is kind of like this era of good feelings. It's, you know, this, it was this wonderful era where you know they were starting to westernize there was this mix of like traditional and modern and you know you don't have the 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 bad stuff that starts happening in the 30s and 40s <laughs> kind well, of painting it and again with the demon invasion comes the weird you know olympics that they have because that was their weird show of good faith between all the countries so you had England, Germany, China, and Japan. And I will say that's actually one thing that bothered me with this game is why were there only four countries if this is supposed to be the Olympics of robots? Um, <laughs> and I budget. think that was also a budget issue. Yeah, that's definitely what, budget. I'm sorry. What would America Kubo look like? What would Canada Kubo look like? These are See, things I want to know. I feel like Canada Kubo would have like a log in a lumberjack outfit. I also know like that's just a ripoff of the Canada Gundam from G Gundam, but I digress. We are either lumberjacks or hockey players. I'm I'm thinking about 40s era cars and you know having having like the leather the leather top like on a Model T. <laughs> and and so what gonna Kubo get... is a Ford Model T. Yeah. And and I, that's what I was gonna get in get into. It's that um with soccer wars, I'd be curious to see if the series continues if they go into the fifties and start being inspired by fifties vehicles, which which are very curvy and have lots of chrome and stuff like that. It'd be interesting for sure. I know they bring into the anime a couple more countries. I believe there is Russia for yeah, sure. Russia was involved. Russia was the main one. Um, because they saved like a little girl who was a part of the Russian flower division, essentially. And turns out she's like, they're really scary and are trying to hurt me. So I want to stay with Kamiyama because Kamiyama will protect me. Because <laughs> doesn't he protect everybody? <laughs> Always. Always. That's, that's Kamiyama's job. I will say, um, and I don't know how you feel about it, Josh. I love Kamiyama. <laughs> I thought he was a good lead. He's a great lead, especially because I didn't care for, I think it was Shinjiro in... So long, my so love. Like, love. Yeah, he, he was, was not. A, he awesome. was too dopey. Yeah. For me, whereas Kamiyama has a lot of personality and he's really funny. He's very forthright, and I think the game was very smart giving him that relationship with Sakura right off the bat mm -hmm. as like a sort of connecting factor to why he would have been brought into the Flower Troop. I also love the way that this game brings in some of the older characters. 
Um, the main one being Sumire Kanzaki from the original series. Um, she's the only one that didn't get stuck through the portal yep. in Sakura Wars 1. Um, she also has a lot of regret about being the only survivor, which is why she, she keeps the flower division going to the best of her ability. And she, in the original series, she was a bitch. Yeah, she was. Like that, I was about to say that. Like, the, like that's there's kind no of the nice way to put it. She yeah, was that's a kind bitch. Of... That's kind of the interesting thing is that she has totally changed in personality and you can see She's why, right. you know? Yeah. Well, that's it. It was wonderful to see her growth particularly just because given all the circumstance and all the people that she lost, you know, she has this desire now. She knows what it means to lose things. And then she wants to make sure that these girls have better opportunities to not only, you know, serve the country, but also, um figure out what their their worth is like she's very loving towards all the girls which i like but she's in she does it in a way where it's not obvious that she loves them but she understands like that she can nurture them in some cases especially again with sakura in particular it's like sakura uh amiyama reminds me of sakura shinguji but here's like some of the differences between the two of them and sakura shinguji versus sakura asiyama they are Asamiya are very different despite having the same name right usually when you have the sakura character like they are the token like you know i'm the good girl and you know i i just want to be good and and nice and friends like sakura shinguji is nice but she was a little you know she was more calm than the one in 2019 is how i'm going to put it mm-hmm. <laughs> The Sakura in this game, she's a little nuts. <laughs> in that she's just like, I want to be good for everybody. Put plop, I fell down. Hi, everybody, I'm here. Plop, I fell down. Hamiyama, do you love me? Plop, I fell down. <laughs> and I and I love her for it. She's adorable, but she's not the girl you date. <laughs> Despite the fact that the game really, really pushes it because childhood friend waifu is the one you want. Y'all made bad choices. All y'all. To, to be fair, I only got <laughs> chapter <teasing>. three. <laughs> I'm teasing. As long as I, I know Azumi, we're good. I know. Um, <laughs> we we uh, don't uh, date Azumi. <laughs> we don't date the little girls. No, no. No, and, and, I don't like that the game does give you the creepy lips for Azumi because I got them at one point. I was like, oh boy, ooh. this is not what I wanted because I was just trying to finish all the character stories. I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. No, no. Oh, God, there's... Look at Azumi's non-existent boobs. Nope, not doing that. Nope. And my husband came down the stairs and he was like, are you looking at Azumi's boobs? I'm like, no. Um, that's actually a good segue. Let's talk about the lip system because, boy, I learned really quick not to check out during cutscenes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It's uh, it's not good if you do that. <laughs> um, not, not a good thing for the ADD generation that's like, oh, check my phone. Oh, shit. If I don't say something, I'm going to come off like a perv. Okay. I'm, I'm good. A perv or a I'm prick? Good. That's the yeah. problem. It, for Kamiyama, he doesn't really get a neutral answer. He no. is either perv, prick, or nice guy. It's like I was trying to be somewhat nice and non-pervy, and then I ended up in the bathhouse at the end of the first chapter and was like, okay, I'm, I, I've got to try pervy and see what happens. And did and got ran out of the bathhouse. So I was like, okay, worth it. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, the bathhouse scenes in that game are actually 
kind of funny. As someone who's not normally like, ooh, bathhouse scenes, I actually did find those ones kind of amusing. I also love the other secret perv move for Kamiyama, which is to be dressed up as the mascot. Uh, Oh, yeah. When in doubt, just go in your mascot costume and nobody knows the difference. Why is this mascot here? Who knows? Who cares? I loved that. I was like, I get you, game. I know what you're up to. (laughs) So no, like, in general, like, the lip system in this game is really fun. But yeah, it's one of those things. And this is the same with So Long My Love. You have to be paying attention. Yeah. Because if you're not, you will disappoint those girls pretty damn easily. And you want to make sure that those girls have high morale, because if they don't, they will suck in combat on purpose. Yeah, that 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 has always been a feature of the series, and they continue it right on into this one. Yeah, like, no, their stats uh, are dependent upon how much they like you. And that's it, right? Like, you need to make sure that you're constantly taking care of your ladies, whether it's, you know, giving them gifts or talking them out of their inner saboteurs, you know, like those things actually matter. Um, but we all fuck up. It does happen. Like, I won't lie. I was purposely a dick to Sakura a couple times because I was like, I don't want to date you. And the game is really trying to force this. And I still don't want to date you. <laughs> And that was really hard because she's a very nice girl. Well, it makes it I, I the thing I've always loved about the lip system, including in this game, is just like it 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 does keep you a lot more engaged and it's a lot less binary than a lot of the choices usually yeah. are. Mm-hmm. The, the the often the choices aren't I can't remember if it was this game or I'm, if I'm confusing it with like so long my love, but I know there were several different times where you'll like end up with like two different girls at loggerheads and you're trying to mediate and, you know, it, like, if you don't, like, pick a side, likely you're just going to piss both of them off. <laughs> yeah. And, again, it's it's not worth it. It's better to just pick a side and accept that the other girl is going to be mildly disappointed with you. Most of the time, it's not disappointment enough that it will, like, trash their morale. But it is one of those things where it's like, I don't like that I have to do that. But if I want to get a specific person's ending, then, yeah, I have to start mildly rejecting these girls and and teaching an important lesson that if you try to make everybody happy you'll make nobody happy mm-hmm. look if, at the end of persona 5 i may have had like four girls come into the cafe and all of them were <laughs> mad at me because i dated all as many as i could in this game this game is very good at being like don't do that because we're going to slap your hand really hard. And it does. The game is very good about being like, no, you can't date all the girls at once. You still have to pick one. <laughs> so you could make all of them happy, but the end game is still going to make you pick one girl, which I did. I made all of them happy. And that's when I had the uncomfortable moment with Azumi. Oh. And then it was like, at the game, when I got to the end of the game, it's like, nope, like you have to pick who you want to share your final moment with. I picked Hatsuo because, um, I'm not going to lie, Hatsuo gives me a boner. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, I sh- I, Hatsuo is the type of girl I would date. The hot-headed, you know, not always nice to herself, but has really good at faking her confidence is what I will say. Mm. But fake she's it, also she is also the hot-blooded youth character. She is the one that will always encourage everybody else and make sure that when there's a good bashing to be had, she's on the front lines. <laughs> and a girl has a hammer, you know, uh, as a Marcello, you know, that is our namesake. When you translate our name, it means hammer. 
So, I mean, I look at that and I'm like, yep, nope, she's my girl. Um, I mean, I chastised my husband for not picking Hatsuo when he finished the game. And he's like, but I wanted to date Anastasia. I'm like, you still picked the wrong choice, bro. <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, like, Scott's type is actually closer to Hatsuo than it is Anastasia. He's like, I just wanted to date the hot Russian who betrays you. I was like, all right. You do that. You feel your disappointment because she betrayed you. He's like, fine, I will. And then he was really sad. <laughs> He's like, I still love her. <laughs> and that that's one of the things. Like, all five of the girls. It's five, right? I'm not crazy. Where's a four? Five. Well, couldn't uh, you dan- date Lancelot? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um. So you have the four main girls, is what we'll say. Lancelot maybe counts. <laughs> And you have, each of them has their own really unique personality. You've got Claris, who is this shy, bookish girl who uh, wants to write, like, a script and wants to become a writer. She's absolutely adorable, sucks in combat. I don't care what anyone says. (laughs) Then you have Azumi, who thinks she's a ninja. Uh, Is she a ninja? But uh, we we don't know. The the game is, the game... The game does that little fake out where it's like, no, actually, the guy was just a farmer and he was kind of spinning her a tail because her parents were gone. But then it kind of like leaves you with that last little thing of like, well, actually, that guy did something weird. Maybe he really is a ninja and he was just lying to me about the farmer thing. And then you have Hatsuo, hot-blooded shrine maiden, who is Sakura's friend. Uh, And then you have Anastasia, who is a amazing actress and singer and she gets pulled into the flower division to kind of help the girls out to not suck you learn that she is in fact a double agent uh, and she's actually been betraying you the entire time to the demons um and then she has a change of heart because of course she does because uh, the power we, of friendship this is power friendship. one of those games <laughs> and then you have sakura the token choice that the game tries to force you into so no i was right it's five i'm not stupid that's right five yeah yeah and i must say every time some inconsequential thing happened and ninja girl would pop out her blade and be like i'm gonna take care of this it had me in stitches oh no hilarious she is a fantastic character especially (laughs) anytime sakura wars does a child character they are fantastic they are fun they're crazy they're weird um I adore from so long, my love, Rosita, because Rosita oh, yeah. was just bonkers. Absolutely the insane. Even <laughs> the child character from the German team who said that the, my my theater sucked and oh, my books my were yucky. Team Germany is just mean in this game. <laughs> oh my god, I I have never wanted to punch a fictional character so hard in my entire life. Oh yeah, no, 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 she's uh, she's brutal. And I mean, <laughs> in the original games, there was also Iris, and Iris was the only one, she had like, psychic powers. So all the child characters in Sakura Wars, they're just neat, because they all have just very like, crazy personalities that you just, you latch onto, and again, I don't care for child characters in most Japanese RPGs, but I can say with, like, love, my love for Azumi is, it's a lot. Like, I loved playing as Azumi, because, again, the amount of speed and power she has, like, you can't beat that. And that's on top of the fact that just she's nuts and only wants candy from you, right? (laughs) She's just like, if you give me candy, I will help you. What if I don't give you candy? Then I will do nothing. (laughs) 
Like her riddles and pranks that she plays on Kamiyama are just so funny. They really are. That that is definitely giving me motivation to, to get further in the game as soon as, as soon as I get time to play it. Her um, storyline is one of the best ones to do, Kelly. Like as much as like you get that one weird bit with the lip system where like you can like touch her face and touch because again you can touch all their boobs and all their faces because reasons. Um, her storyline is really, really fun. And her and Kamiyama, like, they have a really sweet friendship that just, like, I really loved it. Like, I really loved the way they handled that because there really isn't anything sexual between the two of them, which, thank God. Uh, It's one of those things where, like, she has a lot of respect for him, but he really, he really had to earn her trust. And when you think about it, it's not so much that he had to earn her trust. She just wanted to dick around with him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she just wanted to see like if he'd play along um and when he starts to get to know her and he realizes that she's quite lonely it's like yeah no here's this kid who kind of got ditched and she needs she needs someone to care about her and the flower division is this home that she didn't have so yeah azumi i think gets one of the better stories in this Whereas I feel like, and maybe I'm in the minority, like a character like Clarice, like hers is cute, cute too, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have the same like punch the way that Azumi's story does. No. Like, I don't know how you feel about that, Josh. No, I think that's fair. Like, I know a lot of people who wanted to bone Clarice, and Clarice is, again, she's super sweet, super nice, kind of submissive. That's a no thank you for me. <laughs> and again... I remember when this game came out, and I think it was Anna Marie, she's like, why didn't you date Clarice? Like, she's like your book wife. And I was like, but she's not, because she's not, like, my type of girl. Like, she's the exact opposite of what I would pick in a girlfriend. <laughs> but that, again, that's me. Again, I want a hot-blooded girl. Don't don't give me bookish girl. I need adventure and tits pressed in my face. <laughs> there are plenty of them in this. In this oh, yeah. Do you like yeah. This game has quite a bit. It um, definitely amused me um, d- doing the two kind of dating scenes where you, you'd hover hover over the girls and be, be like, "No, I don't want to be pervy," which just seems like such a such a departure from normal Japanese RPGs where it encourages you to be that. Yeah. Well, now, it, it always lets you do it, and then it punishes you for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. Now it's again this this game is a lot of fun, and there there are a lot of really great ideas in it. And I do hope that Sega does revisit it, and I do hope that we get to see it again in English. And I think having the the game localized is a great start. And I think that you know having it in things like Super Robot Wars is very telling that people do care about this franchise and it's i mean it's a shame that in north america we've only gotten little bits and pieces because i mean in japan like josh was saying they do actual stage shows they do you know cds they do anime they do like cosplay events that you can go to like this series is candy for the japanese in a way that we don't get to enjoy so when this game came out like it made a statement when it did it's just a shame that it came out like next to Final Fantasy VII remake. Like that was some poor timing on Sega's part. Yeah, very bad timing. I, I, you would think that most companies would want to get get as far away from that remake time time period as humanly possible. But uh, S- Sega is not known for their great decisions. Sega planning. Um, 
I, I'm now. just I'm just thinking about, you know, in, in an alternate universe where we didn't get a dickhead like Bernie Stoller running the Saturn um, being like no Japanese games and no RPGs, which uh, the, the Saturn version of Sakura Wars would have ticked both of those boxes. Uh, that's probably part of the reason we didn't get it, because those games sold millions in Japan. Oh, yeah. And you would think, especially with the anime, I mean, well, I guess the anime boom technically didn't start till the 2000s. But I, I don't know. So, something about the series, do you think that it would have come out and done well? Well, and it, you know what? I think I think that's hard to say. And I think part of it is Sakura Wars does have a time and place issue where it's the success of the games really rides on what what's the time period they've picked, which characters are involved, and who's making the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of the big things that I don't know if a lot of people caught, but in Sakura Wars um, 2019, they changed the design, like the character design artist. It's Tite Kubo who's doing the artwork for it, and he's best known for Bleach. But for the dawn of time of this series, it was originally done by uh, Kyosuke Fujishima, best known for Ah My Goddess in the Tales series. So when they made 2019, it was very clear that they wanted to bring the series into kind of a new era. And I think like just the aesthetic choices were proof of that. Yes, Scott, there are Kubos. So that's it. Like when you look at the way in which they developed 2019, you look at like the art style, you look at um, the way that they've brought different gameplay elements forward. I think they were hoping that they could give it worldwide appeal. And I don't know truthfully how well 2019 sold. I'd like to hope it did okay, but it goes on sale so frequently. I think it's hard to say. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, the Wikipedia article did nothing to say sales other than it did gangbusters in Japan because, well, of course it did. It's Japan. That's like saying Dragon Quest did gangbusters in Japan. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Um, did it come out on a Sunday? Great. Then it sold. <laughs> well, at least they, there isn't any rumor about Sakura Wars laws affecting um, release dates. No, that's true. Um, yeah. So, 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 tell me about the the story, um, the, the kind of the plot that's driving all these characters. Oh God! <laughs> Probably the weaker part, weaker part of the game. So, in this game, so this game takes fly, place ten years after So Long, My Love, where the Demon War basically destroys, you know, the New York Combat Review. Destroys the Paris Review. Destroys the original Tokyo Review. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Review. And basically what happens is, is they get to a period of peace and they create the World Luxury Operatic Federation, which creates the Bicentennial Combat Review World Games. So the Olympics of robots. This is their way of kind of suggesting that all these different countries, um, they peacefully participate in this Olympic event as a courtesy. And it's to kind of show that peace still exists. And, and um, now the now the flower reviews aren't kind of like in secret. Now everybody knows about them. Yeah. And for Tokyo, the unfortunate part at the beginning of the game is that um, they don't have working Kubos. I think Sakura is the only one with a working Kubo. And so they constantly get the Shanghai review to come and give them a hand. And the Shanghai review is like, well, you guys are never going to go back to full review status if you can't get your shit together, essentially. Um, 
And then they're like, you know, I don't think we'll see you guys at the games because, again, no working robots. So you get to the games, you kick Shanghai's ass. The fake duo Maxwell gets really upset with you because that's what I pictured. Like, I... I feel bad that I don't remember this character's name. Um, is it Zhao Long and Yui? I think that's the two of them. I think so. I think Zhao Long is just Duo Maxwell, so I'm probably going to just call him Duo Maxwell. <laughs> that, that's fine. I had a hard time remembering um, But yeah, so there's there's Zhao Long and there's Yui, um, and they, again, constantly are helping out. And then you have the other two divisions that show up, which are London, uh, which features King Arthur and Lancelot. <laughs> <laughs> Because why not? A London Combat Review, and then you have Elise and Marguerite from the Berlin Combat Review. Um, you kind of learn in the anime that there's something up with the Berlin Combat Review, and that they've in fact been dealing with the Russian Combat Review, and things are bad. Um, but we're not talking about that. But that's a side note to keep in mind, because there's a partial reason why Germany treats you like crap in this game. Because <laughs> neither of the characters are nice to you. <laughs> No. Um, Elise is slightly better. Marguerite uh, hates everybody. That little girl. <laughs> so as the tournament progresses, it turns out the leader of the Federation, his name is President G because it's a name. Turns out he is the Sotetsu Genen in disguise. And he's, and he's trying like, to bring back the Archdemon. He wants to bring back the Archdemon. And in order to do that, he needs to steal a special artifact from Sakura Ami Amimiya's, you know, mother, but also, he's kidnapped and brainwashed Sakura Shinguji, and she wants to, like, destroy the combat reviews because she has this weird metallic mask on her face that's kind of trapped her memories because of reasons. <laughs> and then, yeah, there is a battle with the demons again, and you have the real Tokyo and the shadow Tokyo and the archdemon being like, I come kill the world! Um, so all the combat reviews have to work together. The girls punch the bad guys. You know, Sumire gets her sort of redemption from being the only one not sucked into the portal years ago. And then with everything over, they have a world pageant. They celebrate peace. The girls get to be cute in their scantily clad outfits. Soccer Wars 2019, everybody. <laughs> so, so, so the war, the story's not going to win any awards for originality. No, it is no. it is dumb as shit and this is not why you play the game <laughs> it's dumb but it's incredibly entertaining oh, nonetheless yes, absolutely <laughs> it's just so like, ludicrous and silly it makes absolutely no sense and you just you laugh along with it because the characters are so ridiculously invested <laughs> that you you can't help but be invested you're like what the fuck is going on but also this is kind of dumb but i'm gonna roll with it because i need to see how this train wreck ends <laughs> Sam, Sam, they have steam-powered cell phones. Nothing about that oh, makes God. sense. Oh, but... steam-powered cell phone with Koi Koi on it. I forgot about the steam phone. <laughs> the steam phone is so stupid. I love it. <laughs> I mean, you got trapped in the Hanafuda game, Josh. I know you did. Oh, big time. You got time. all the Hanafuda Chibos. I, ha I got all the Hanafuda Chibos. I played yeah. so much Koi Koi. <laughs> Yeah, that amused me in your review, Josh, when I was going over it. It's like pros to too much koi koi, cons too much koi koi. <laughs> I know koi koi addiction. Koi. I'm sorry, koi koi addiction is what you said exactly. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I struggled with the Hanafuda game. I think Sakura beat me every time, and I was like, I'm not getting this, so I'm okay with ignoring it. Now, I had a different addiction problem than Josh did, which is I had to get all the bromides. <laughs> Oh no! Remember, so you... remember how bad I was. I was like, Josh, I got all the bromides. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, That's a lot of work. What are you doing? I was like, 
I need to see all the naughty pictures. <laughs> oh, they do get naughty eventually. Some of them get a little, a little. Most of them are tasteful, but there's the odd one where it's like bikini, <laughs> and it's like okay, and you get bromides for like across the entirety of the Soccer Wars franchise, which I thought was delightful. It's like, oh, look, it's a picture of, you know, Maria, or, oh, look, it's Sakura Shinguji, or it's Erica, yay! Um, so I liked that, but I just, I had an addiction to bromides. <laughs> now, I, I know the term bromide comes from, or rather, I remember the word bromide from the Lunar series. What exactly is a bromide? It's like a, almost, I, the way that Soccer Wars is, it's almost like it's like a little trading card. Okay. Like, or it's like a little photograph that you get. Then it's like, here's a photograph of your favorite girl. Okay. The, the way, I don't know why. In my dumb head, I always thought bromides were like wall scrolls. I mean, not <laughs> that big. Yeah. But it's one of those, yeah, like they're just little photographs of like, in the case of Soccer Wars, it's which girl do you like from the combat review the most? Here is your uh, piece of fan memorabilia that you can buy. Okay. Best grass I bought a lot. It, it must it must have something to do with idol singers in the modern times too. That's I my imagine. guess. Because again, my first encounter with it was Lunar as well. And it's like, oh look, I got this cute bromide of Luna. She's being really pretty and she's doing her hair. Yay. Um now I'm bad with collectibles in games because if I like the collectible, I want to get all of them. If I think the collectible is stupid, I won't do it. Oh, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm just like, give me all of the photos! <laughs> yeah, no, I was a, I was an addict. It was not great. <laughs> Pros. And, <laughs> and to, to date the show a little bit, I'm, I'm having trouble deciding which, uh, which non-existent phone is weirder, the Steam phone or the Arceus God phone from the Pokemon spinoff this year? Both are dumb. <laughs> Both are dumb and shouldn't exist, and I love them. Like, the Steam phone in particular really doesn't make sense. And the way that they describe how it works, I'm like, no, that that's actually not possible. Like, Kamiyama should be, like, having steam coming out of his ass. Well, well it's like, I think about how, how many times I've burned myself on my phone battery, just it getting too hot in my pocket. I couldn't imagine having steam in my pocket. Well, this, it looked like it'd be having, a, like, a huge fart every time it, like, turned on. Like, every time someone <laughs> messaged him, there was just a huge block of steam coming out of his ass. It's like, they didn't think it through. They didn't think it through. And maybe I'm overthinking the Steam phone as being a giant fart. I don't know. Um, but that's where I'm at. The Steam phone is dumb, but you can play Koi Koi. You can get weird text messages from girls being like, come up to my room so we can talk. And me going, sure, baby, I go. <laughs> like, oh God, just this game. I love it so much, but there are elements of it where like when you think really hard about it, you're like, this is really dumb. <laughs> but the series is good for being like joyful stupidity. Mm-hmm. And and I have to admit, and I was I was playing it on my PS5, and I thought that the visuals and some of the levels that I, I was running around in, like in that huge steam factory in the beginning, I I thought that those visuals and the levels themselves looked really good. And, and they marry really well with the the lavish, fully animated cutscenes that they do. They did a really oh, yeah. good job of like making making it look really good and making all that stuff work together to where it doesn't look jarring when you get an animated scene as opposed to the regular game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, one thing that brought me so much joy was how they revamped the Soccer Wars theme song. 
Oh, yeah. For this game, it's fantastic. Like, if you've never listened to the Sakura Wars theme song before, go listen to it. It's delightful. The way that they changed it for this game, again, just it's a chef's kiss of an update. Love it. And actually, just in general, the music is really pleasant in this game, and it's really uplifting. Like, it's exciting to go into battle. It's exciting to just hear, like, the pleasantries of going around, you know, downtown Tokyo and just going into the different shopping arcades and different areas to talk to people. Like, they put a lot of heart and soul into, like, the way that the visuals and the music marry together, which I really liked about this game. And again, just the the models for the characters look lovely in this game. Like, everybody looks very distinctive, which is very nice because they don't look as nice in so long, my love. Yeah, it's PS2 but PS2, times. exactly. It's like, we can be forgiving because PS2. You're talking about the soundtrack, and in particular, I really dug just how jazzy the music sounded, which um, you don't hear a lot in RPGs. Well, again, I think that just they wanted to keep the 1940s aesthetic alive. Because again, just even looking at the way in which people, the way people dress in the setting, the way like you have that half like people wearing kimonos and then you have people wearing more westernized clothes because again it's showing that marrying of the taisho era um so the music also definitely reflects that too because you also have again more of the traditional japanese music playing throughout especially like later in the game um and then you have all the jazzy music especially like when you go into the cafe where like marguerite like totally like cuts you down there's like this really jazzy theme in there it's marguerite's a bitch i don't like marguerite she was the only person I couldn't, like, make happy in the game. Like, th- at the end of every chapter, there's this, like, little bit where it just, like, shows you how you rank with every single character in the game. And Marguerite never, like, even clocked on my radar. So, like, she was the only one I didn't have on my stage. And I was like, well, fuck you too, game. I see how this is. I can't make her happy. I don't want to make her happy. But I also and, love the little chibis. They are so cute. Oh boy, yeah, and, and, and such a nice indicator of when you should probably call it a night and go to bed. You know what? I I will say this game had fantastic chapter pacing. Yeah, yeah. Like, the game was like I think you said it right there, Kelly. Just the game was very good about being like, and now you should take a break, or now you know you can be done for the day. The chapters were a nice condensed size, and I never felt like they were, like, too long. Because, I mean, you can easily beat this game in about, in 20 hours, and, like, probably closer to 25 if you're trying to just max out a bunch of different things. Like, there's no reason to spend, like, 40 to 50 hours on this game. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to do it. Like, unless you're just doing nonsense, like, the training battles over and over again to get, like, certain skills, or you're a trophy hunter, or, again, you're trying to get bromides because you're an idiot. <laughs> you're playing Koi Koi over and over you're again. You're playing Koi Koi to also get prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only reasons why your time might be a little stretched out. <laughs> well, well, and the way, I mean, it's been true for the entire series, but this one carries it along, too. It's still very much done like an anime episode. You know, at the end of the chapter, you get the preview of the next episode. (laughs) You have the little commercial breaks in the middle, basically. The little eye catches. Which, again, that is such a classic trope, especially of, like, the 90s animes in particular, right? You got your little eye catch, Mm -hmm. your little, like, what's going to happen next? Because a lot of the modern anime doesn't really do that anymore. 
Like, let's be honest. No. Um, and it's something that, like, as a older person, I still treasure. Like, I rewatched Slayers recently and just was so happy to see all the little eye catches and whatnot. It's just love it so much. Man, Slayers, that takes me back. We just finished rewatching Next. It's still good. Oh, I, I need to boot that up at some point. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I definitely need to put more time into this game. I think um, yeah. I, it is one of those things that um, lately I've been getting to my gaming corner like a lot later than I normally do. And it, getting comfy and reading all that text is just a surefire way to get me to pa- pass out. Not because I'm bored, but because I'm just kind of not, not doing anything. And that, that kind of stillness, it makes me so sleepy at the end of it, of a really long day. And my days have been so long. Um, no, and that's, that's totally fair. Yeah, and it's it just made me feel guilty because it's like, oh God, I've got this backtrack coming up. I need to put more time into Sakura Wars, but it's nine o'clock. I need to be getting ready for bed in two hours. And I don't know if I'm going to get through all these cutscenes in two hours. No, that's I, I was going through my, I was going through my notes and it, it I, I wrote down, it was like two hours into the game before I even got to a combat section. It was just all dialogue and cutscenes for the yeah. first two hours of the game. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, Josh, you warned me and I knew what I was getting into. It's just <laughs> one of those games that you've definitely got to be in the right mood. Oh, yeah. And the right amount of sleep to be able to play it. Unfortunately, I've just had not had that kind of time. Um, I'm also going to blame Rune Factory 5 a little bit because, boy, you get get me on a farming game and you're not peeling me off of it with a crowbar. Um, but yeah, I, I, I en- I've enjoyed what I played so far. It's just I think after I come back from my business trip in a month and a couple of weeks that I'm going to have a lot more free time to free time to dive into games that I can't just jump in and out of like a soccer wars um that that and I want to kind of see all these um, little story things that you guys have talked up so much that j- just sound like my my jam I think you know once you have the time to be able to put in for it you'll have a like even more fun again it's it's ridiculous <laughs> Uh, it, it sounds like the the perfect palate is definitely the perfect palate cleanser to my uh, ca- <laughs> I keep wanting to call it chaos force because it's a completely <laughs> different game because you hate chaos <laughs> yes yes I hate chaos so much I hate destroy it um, that that game was better than it deserved to be <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Um, I, I think that we've kind of talked our ears off at this point. I don't know what else is going to be, uh, what else can be said. Um, the, the game is super cheap. Um, if famously Josh get, uh, bought it for me off of Amazon, it's like I had, a, he said, hey, did you get a package for me? I'm like, wait, what? Because our Amazon people are notorious for not uh, even ringing at the doorbell when they drop off a package. So I, I go upstairs, I open the, the door, and they left it in the screen door. And sure enough, there was a package like, oh, my oh my God, what could have Josh sent me? And open it up. And it's like, oh, Soccer Wars. <laughs> Thank you. Send you anime game. Uh, and yeah, I imagine that you paid a song for it because I think that same week I saw it hovering around ten bucks on Amazon. It's like shit, I should pick it up. No, I don't have time to play it right now. Oh, never mind. Here it is. Okay, I'll make time to play it. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't even know what it is on PSN right now. I I didn't get a chance to check. 
It's uh, been on sale, dirt cheap, you know, with the the maybe on sale right now with Golden Week sale or something like yeah. that. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, that's it. it I mean, it's never not been between ten and twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did it? Didn't it come out at forty? No. No. It was oh, no. It was full price. Okay. Definitely, it's definitely a full price game. Uh, well, the the digital deluxe edition is eighty. If you're into that sort of thing, um, the regular version is eighteen right now on PSN. Um, what's what's also funny is um, apparently the DLC that came with the version that Josh got me it was going to expire in like a month, <laughs> and, and you know I, I'm all about those costumes, so it's like okay, well, good, good thing, good thing it came here when it did. Because that would have annoyed me. Although I don't know if I've ever actually seen in the DLC codes actually expire. I don't, it's one of, the, one of I don't those know. things they, they they threaten, but they don't actually do. The, don't, don't know. Um, if, if you've ever had a DLC code expire, um, leave a comment on the show notes and we'll, we'll get back with you. But yeah, um, fun little anime game. Um, definitely a, a read more than action game, but that that's okay. Um, don't know what else you guys want to say about it. Loved it. It's stupid and wonderful and you should play it. And also, if you don't pick Hatsuo, we're not friends. <laughs> it's fine. We're right. actually friends. It's just, she's the best. <laughs> I just... own a friggin' model kit of her robot, okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> that I <built> myself. <laughs> did, did you put it together? I did. I did. Scott and I, the very first day of the new year, we sat down and we built it. We're probably, oh, cool. like, he actually wants to get another one. He wants to get the Anastasia one because he loves the design of uh, Anastasia's Mugen with the purple and the parasol and the gun. Like, he's like, it's ridiculous. Like, how do you not love it? How much of a pain was that to put together? Not too bad, actually. Um, the only tough parts I would say were um, connecting the hands to the upper part of the armor because the hands are, again, they're so tiny. And then you've got, like, the the upper piece um but again the instructions are actually pretty great like even though they're in japanese they're really good at like showing you exactly how you fit things together and i would say putting stickers on it was probably like, the biggest bitch more than anything else because oh, stickers that, are hard and that's something you can't you can't screw up <laughs> you don't get a second chance you don't get a second chance it's pretty easy to rip the damn stickers that come in model kits i mean geez i can't even get a st- sticker stride on a lego set without <laughs> Uh, having problems well we ended up a couple times just like again scott's been building model kits for as long as i've been with him um and he's like now nah, we got different sheets like again we can use you know a sharpie here or you know paint here like if, if we, we fuck up with the sticker there's other options <laughs> so i let him do the stickers because my hands are not steady enough for that whereas you know he's so patient he's just you know he took all the time gently putting stickers on he's watching me he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm cutting pieces he's like don't cut them that quickly I'm like we're gonna fuck it up <laughs> i had to learn to be very patient but it took us like a good afternoon and it was wonderful we just sat there and we chatted while we built it uh and again like the kits are beautiful like i always love seeing when they make soccer awards kits because i think they've made one now at this point for everybody except i think i want to say claris and maybe azumi i don't think they've made theirs and i think claris would be really hard with that jumbo book but uh and oh, azumi right. i'm just not sure if they've ever bothered to make hers they've like i know for sure you can get the kamiyama mugen hatsuo anastasia and sakura like for sure those you can get um but yeah let me see did you have to import those from japan uh, yes okay that, that's that's what I, think, I thought. I think he got it from like Hobby Japan. Um, oh, right. We didn't pay like an, an insane amount for it. 
like it, it was a birthday present actually for me because my husband uh when it comes to sakura wars he's very nice about being like look i bought you sakura wars things oh. i mean that's how i got this game it's i was laid off during the pandemic just because my work didn't know what was going on so my husband's like i'm still working so i bought you sakura wars <laughs> i was like you're so nice husband so yeah the only ones they've made oh they did in fact make azumi so i was wrong and they did in fact make one for claris so those must be more recent oh these are not as nice looking as the ones i got okay wait i'm crazy nope they've made one for everybody they're like 50 dollars canadian so yeah you can get your own little mugens you can also get one for actually they made one for sumire as well really the sumire one or the um original kobukai which is the one that ogami uses you can get that as well and it was for this anniversary. So there you go. Food for thought. If you like to build model kits, there are Sakura Wars kits. Awesome. Um, I, I'm actually kind of curious about those. I've tried to do model cars before, but that didn't go so well. But that was I, that that was a long time ago, and I've I've learned how to do min, paint miniatures since which since then, which is also kind of fiddly like that. So. Um, Maybe you should get me a starter Gundam first. I mean, a little SD Gundam kit's pretty easy to put together. Just pick up anything labeled high grade and you'll probably yeah, have no difficulty. Hey, it, it's a surprise, David. Yeah, surprise. Hi, surprise, David. Run in. Um, so, sorry, we kind of went through a whole bunch of stuff, but t- I tell can't me. say as I blame you. No, no, it's cool. It, it's It's timing. <laughs> Just one of those things, but um, so, so tell us your thoughts on soccer. Well, you know what? Wars. Before we do that, I do need to head off. Okay, so we'll switch out. Yes, yeah, so we'll swap out. We'll Tag swap in. Out. David, it's always a pleasure. Everybody else, see you later. Later, Sam. Thank you. No worries. You Sorry about that. No, that's cool. All it's right, perfect. Tag out. All right, bye, friends. Bye, bye. So, what, what do you think, David? Soccer Wars? Uh, I. I... <clears throat> Listen, the only soccer wars worth playing is the Columns spinoff exclusively for the Sega Saturn. <laughs> and uh, new, new, um, new Backtrack spinoff, uh, Columns track, where we talk about nothing but Columns clones. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so seven total episodes. Everyone is depressed at the end of all of them. <laughs> hey, it's a neat little miniseries. No. Um, I, uh, I saw that. But, I, interestingly enough, I saw that columns uh, clone on one of my one of my sites that I look at for fan translation. It, it's like, yeah, oh. it, it has a full story. Like it's, I think it's based off of like Soccer Wars one and two, though. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about, I assume. <laughs> uh, we're talking about t- 2019, uh, the soft reboot. Yeah, I'm very soft. It's still in continuity, as I recall. But yeah, soft Which, enough. Soft enough for a, a newbie like me to be able to get in without being totally lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was 100% them being like, this was popular 20 years ago. Can we recapture that? We don't want to throw away the people that already like it, but also we can't rely on them. Um, that being said, I was talking about an alternate universe where Sega didn't or actually wanted to have um, Japanese RPGs on the Saturn and that Sakura Wars could have been amazing. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, that would have been amazing. I still think they probably would have lost their shirts on it, but it would have been oh, great if they'd done it. <laughs> of course, but you, you never know. You could have had some fans out there that might have saved the Saturn. Knock <laughs> on wood. Um, uh, so the Saturn had a poison pill but inserted into its mouth as it was born. 
But uh, indeed. Um, but yeah. So yeah, have you been a longtime fan of Soccer Wars, David? I, I I was fascinated by it. I couldn't actually. I didn't read Japanese well enough, nor have access to imports well enough to play it when it was new. But it was a series that I followed with a great deal of fascination. And so I was I was one of those people that like Nipponichi's bringing the fifth one to America. I guess I should play that. Someone had to. I did play. Yeah, there were a few of us. Not enough, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I have both versions. They're sitting on my shelf. I just never got around to them. I mean, they're, they're fine. Like, that's another one that's basically a soft reboot. New protagonist, new set of girls. Like, they were... Like, that was the game they had intended to launch with the Dreamcast, and then everything sort of went pear-shaped. Uh, or, excuse me, that was supposed to be Soccer Wars 4. Soccer Wars 3 was always going to be the Paris one. But uh, Soccer Wars 4, you might have already gone over this, but uh, yeah, Soccer Wars 4, they kind of threw together, but it was originally supposed to be the New York game, and that got pushed around like a few years because they didn't have the time or money to make that. Sega was kind of busy imploding right then. Yeah, and then <laughs> like rapidly restructuring and getting a lot of people uh, a lot less money to make a lot less interesting things. But that's what happens when the person who owns all of your debt uh, basically says, I can't keep doing this for you guys, and then dies a week later. So, uh, Go look up Isao Okawa if you've never heard of him. He's uh, very important to why Sega was able to keep throwing money into a furnace for decades. Oh, right. He, I watched a video about that recently, that he was basically paying out of his own personal savings to help keep the company afloat. He owned basically all of their debt. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, right when he, was, when he knew he was about to die, he's like, I can't. I can't do anything more for you guys. Because yeah. um, tangentially related, but that that's why Sonic Adventure Two was kind of uh, uh, kind of lacking, and then Sonic Heroes um, apparently only had two people designing levels for that one, and one of them <laughs> pretty much worked himself to the point to where he had to like self lay off, so then it was one person designing all the levels. Oh, and and it was like okay that explains a lot about Sonic Heroes so I can't I can't imagine Soccer Wars during that time period would have been would have fared any better yeah I I like Soccer Wars so long my love it's not an amazing game but it, it's one of those things like I, I guess I'll sort of compare these these two games uh, in that I like them both but I do think that Soccer Wars is a better strategy RPG than it is an action RPG that's actually what I was gonna ask how, how how do you like the action stuff? I think it's fine. It's, uh, to use an unrelatable sports metaphor, it's replacement level. <laughs> it's completely serviceable, but the part of the issue, I think, is that at, in this day and age especially, the action RPG is a much more crowded genre than the strategy RPG. Mm -hmm. And so Sakura Wars, with its fairly unique strategy RPG mechanics, stood out in a way that Sakura Wars, with its fairly pedestrian action RPG mechanics, doesn't. Which isn't to say they're bad. They're fine. They work perfectly well. But they, you have so many other options for action RPGs. You have to really love the other parts of the package, the dating sim aspects, the interesting, uh, like, conversation system that they have since pilfered in part for parts of lost judgment of all things because oh, wow. uh, like the lip system i think was kind of part of the key innovation i assume the lip system was discussed oh yeah yeah we, we, yeah. we talked like, about it some yeah 
Yeah, but like I saw, like I didn't, I haven't played much of Lost Judgment. I set that one aside, but it definitely has bits of the lip system it, in certain parts of it. It does. It, it's kind of crazy when I got to those parts. I'm like, holy, holy cow! There's the lips. Yeah. <laughs> well, no one else is using this anymore. Well, we, it, we're Sega. We got this. Let's use it. Yeah. But, yeah. Would, it'd be nice if they loaned that system to Atlas so that they could put it in a Persona or an SMT. It's it's a very interesting system because it does produce situations like one of my favorite things is that there are situations where you're better off just not saying anything. And that's it, it's a much more uh, interesting way to indicate that because like uh, there is a oh God, this fucking joke. This is what I always think of. Uh, there is a scene in uh, the in, in Soccer Wars Five where you're where they've introduced like the ten year old girl and your character is like taken care of her, but that meant staying the night at her like shack that she lives in. And if you say anything about where you've been, everyone will work out that you did that and think you're a huge creep. <laughs> so the only way to get around it is to just not say anything, and so you just have to. Instead of t- taking any of the options of what to say, you just let that lips uh, like timer run out, <laughs> and you skate by with the other girls. <laughs> yep, because none of them knows where you've been or how you picked up, like where you got this urchin from. And I say I always felt pressured to say something, or else I would implicate myself. So I would have picked up on that. Yeah, like it. it it's. It gives the, uh, an interesting sort of dynamism to the conversations that you don't see in a lot of this kind of game. But, and that's that's kind of what this this still kind of has. It has its, it has its cool like uh, alternate like mid century mid twentieth century uh, like style and steampunk and all that shit. And it has uh, the atmosphere and the art's nice and the the look is all down and the writing is pretty solid. The, uh, everything is fine. Uh, you know, the, everything on that end is good. And then the action is just serviceable. So, you know, that's kind of where I end up falling on it. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was telling Sam before you got on David that I, I, had just played Stranger of Paradise, which whose mm. which action system is actually really tight. They they did a really good job with it, and this game's action just just doesn't feel nearly as tight. I mean, it's still fun, but yeah, it feels it, kind of like more a, of like a Dynasty Warriors mode. Yeah, yeah, kind of musoey, but not as even it's not, not as, as tight. huge or chaotic, so yeah. it kind of loses something. Yeah, and not even as tight as a Musa game, just kind of a Musa yeah. light. Yeah, it, it's very much like you won't be upset playing the action, but you won't be like it, it is definitely not something that's going to keep you wrapped up in the game if the rest isn't working for you. Yeah, because um, um, unfortunately, like I was saying, I, I didn't have much time to play this over the course since it uh arrived on my doorstep mm-hmm. and that, that's not a fault of the game that's a that's a fault of it's me how things go yeah <laughs> uh and i had another thought there and i'm completely blanking on it oh sorry oh, oh no no now i remember so josh was talking about how some of the level design was lacking mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many times i've fallen into a pit and set in some of these spots especially fighting stuff and getting knocked back into a pit yeah it's like i didn't have too much issue with it but like the, the level design is very pedestrian like it's again very functional but it will not it's again it, it just exists to route you through to fight some things and then they, here's the end of the comp like it was 
it was simply a, a series that like I get where they were coming from try, being like well if we're going to reboot it for modern times we need to it should be an action game because that's more uh, popular in this day and age but you know it it has way less of an identity as an action RPG than a strategy RPG. Of course, the crazy thing is that Fire Emblem now is, you know, waifu simulator and sells millions. So, which might also figure. have been part of why they didn't do it because that's already Maybe. That, that someone else moved into that space. <laughs> also, Hatsuho is the best girl in this one. Um, but yeah. Um, one thing I forgot to ask before we wrap up and go into the round table. Um, so, th- so these combat Olympics, is that just like your standard arena fight, like in every RPG or, or is there, I don't know, robot I hammer toss. <laughs> like I played this when it was new. So <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was arena fights against the other, uh, but there oh, were wait, also like tons this. of like, they like, have, like scrub some... enemies. Yeah. And you could actually win by just defeating more of the scrub enemies. You didn't actually have to defeat the other teams. It was really odd. Yeah, but if you just fight the scrub enemies, the fight the, the combat Olympics become even more boring, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're going to end up fighting the the harder parts because it's just like it's just just for the sake of your own interest. Yeah. Yeah. The scrubs are there so you can build up your your special meter and then have like the the massive attacks that you can pull off against the other enemies. Mm. And that's that special meter, man, that that seemed very OP. It's uh, it's it's definitely kind of what what you're building towards. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, um. My throat is pretty dry. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to c- come back with the round table to talk about all of your favorite stuff with Sakura Wars. So stick around. Welcome back to RPG Backtrack. Now we're getting into the Soccer Wars Roundtable. This is where we get into our personal feelings about the games, what we liked, what we didn't like, our memories, that kind of thing. So, sort of the obvious question here: Who, who was the best girl? Itato. And if we're talking about Soccer War, new Soccer Wars, Itato. <laughs> I'll be super basic and say Sakura because that 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 is what I went with. You coward! I know, I know. I um, let him break me into it. It's gonna take more gameplay, but thus far I like Claris the best because she like pounced on me during her little dating event, which caught me off guard. <laughs> so well, uh, did at you... least you're not boring about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll have to explore other options, and who knows, I might end up pissing more girls off because i'm a people blazer but we'll see um so did you guys have any favorite moments in the game F- funniest moment uh i'm trying to think because like i said i played this right when it came out so. yeah yeah i reviewed it for the sites i played it even before it came out i'm trying to remember like i mean there's always the goofy little the goofy little scenes i remember several different ones vaguely about with the uh the bathhouse where he accidentally got stuck in there 
extreme 90s anime overload oh totally i mean the thing going back through i love that they were still doing the like the silly stupid victory pose at the end of every mission and taking the picture like they've always done it just loved yeah it's it, like, very much it, it reached the point where like soccer wars by refusing to change in any meaningful fashion in terms of how it was uh presented has become like a comfort food throwback <laughs> It does feel like something that's still kind of out of the 90s in its own, own sort and of And I, I don't mean that as an insult. It is no. just a case of like, oh, no one does this earnestly anymore. So this is actually very pleasing. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. I did get a lot of 90s anime vibes from, from what I played of this. Mm -hmm. and it, 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 they did not try to update it for the time. <laughs> For, for better and for worse yeah mostly mostly like it's it's gonna be if uh, the the exact same things that, like the uh the lightest form of 90s anime harem comedy that you're going to get uh is going to be there and like the things that are necessarily bad about that are there but also like it hasn't uh reached the level of hell of like a modern anime harem comedy oh so. yeah like that's that's a genre that has only gone down in prestige, so and it didn't start at a high one, so yes, yeah, some of the modern ones like that are a little awkward. Yeah, this this at least uh, define confines itself to the the more uh, '90s interpretation of it. So it's you know it's it's very light. It is trying to be as light as possible and relatively chaste in that fashion, which honestly kind of works for it because it feels less off-putting. So. That that being said, I did find it amusing that during like one of the I don't know what they call them the the lips events where you got the little meter, um, mm -hmm. where you're doing the one strength like, of what you're doing. Yeah, and one of them where, where it's like I I could probably peek if I want to, but I won't. It's like yeah, I'm keeping that that joystick. I think down. you just get punished if you do. Okay, yeah. that's the one like, where you actually have to fight to keep him from peeking because if yeah. you do nothing, he'll 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 peek. <laughs> Dip, and he'll get then he'll get his shit kicked in. Uh, like this is the best use of the system I've seen thus far. This is amazing. <laughs> I was always a fan of the bits where it's like the the lips are this like meter about like how loudly you're going to say something, so you can like say something really awkwardly loudly and end up coming <laughs> off really weird. Now, um, I I didn't write this one down because I thought of it as we was talking. So, um, koi koi. Best, oh god! Yes. Best card, uh, video game card game. Totally. I, I don't understand how it works. <laughs> See, it I, sadly, I fig I spent so much time. I kind of started to figure it out. Now I'm like, like playing like it. In. it I think it's just a Japanese card game. I can see how it's entertaining. I don't understand it. There's like 20 pages of rules the game gives you, and they still don't explain it very well. Well, you're matching these different groups of cards together, but the way they're matched together the, doesn't the initially like, make any sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the suits, uh, if you were to describe them and uh, to use that term. Like they're they're based on uh, Hanafuda cards, yeah. And there's just no easy way to explain. It's like if you were to hand someone a deck of fifty-two and then just expect them to work out how they all fit together, you'll get it for the they'll get it for the most part. But there will still be parts of it where it's like, what? <laughs> Why do these four cards to go together and make something? Okay. Yeah. Wait, I, I thought it was because of the artwork on the cards. It is. Okay. And like a lot of the artworks are similar. But then also it's just like, why is Jack above 10? Don't think about it. 
Why is Ace <laughs> above everything? Don't think about it. Because I I kind of picked up on that quickly because of being kind of an artisty person. But yeah, maybe I if always... you have a better eye for how art how the art connects, it's easier yeah. for me. Well, it was and, just completely. And I'm sure, like I I haven't I'm I'm going to say this ignorantly. I haven't done the research. I mean, some of it I'm sure is tied into like Japanese folklore because some of the sets are like the boar, the moon, and the butterfly. And you're like, well, I'm sure this has some other. There meaning. is a reason well, that this is done. I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I do find it amusing that one of you just couldn't get enough of Koiko and one of them just couldn't stand it. Yeah. I, I don't it's I can't even say I can't stand it because that implies that I have a deep enough understanding to say whether I like it or not. <laughs> On the plus side, I've learned enough now that it's becoming useful. Now I can use that for gambling and making money in Yakuza games. Oh, it's right. in the Yakuza games too. But how well do you know your mahjong? No, no, no. <laughs> what if your no. poker hand was comprised of comprised of like fourteen tiles and you had to swap them between players via arcane rules? Jeez. Uh, that that time in Final Fantasy fourteen when I was trying to make money as or make the uh GP and the gold saucer and it's like Mahjong, surely this will be easy. <laughs> oh no, what did I get myself into? The only proper way to learn Mahjong is to be sitting in a parlor where, like, an, an infinite supply of 70-year-old Japanese men are smoking. <laughs> As someone who's allergic to cigarette smoke, no thank you. <laughs> you might die. Yeah, yeah, I just might. Um, and, and then, uh, f finally, did you guys have any memories from when you played the game? I know it's, it's like, what, a solid three years ago. Yeah, for, for me, I just, I just remember the general, like, oh, I haven't gotten to play a game with this atmosphere in quite a while. So it's, it's more just the general mood the game put me in than any specific moment that sticks out. Um, I'm going to read Sam's for her really quick because it's special. Um, Sam said that this was a val Valentine's gift from the husbando while she was laid off from work, which she kind of oh. said during the beginning. I don't think she said it was Valentine's, though. Which th that's that is, the right time, though. So, yeah. <laughs> that That is the sweet, sweetest thing I can ever think of. Because um, they, they said that they bonded over soccer wars and uh -huh. that that's just uh, adorbs. So <laughs> adorbs. Yeah, I just remember, I, I think I got the review code for it. So I got it a little bit early. And it was about the time lockout, lockdown started. And, yeah, and my... Yeah. And yeah, my dad wasn't doing well and, you know, couldn't go anywhere with lockdown. So I couldn't see him. And I was kind of like depressed. And but, you know, Sakura Wars was kind of like this beautiful, you know, colorful, cheerful, upbeat game to kind of play while I was stuck, stuck here, not able to go anywhere and do anything. So it was just like this perfect game for that moment in time for me. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's going to have fond memories of their pandemic game. <laughs> Well, I was playing FF7 Remake and Persona 5 Royal at basically the same time during it, so I was in hot heaven. <laughs> uh, yeah, when we eventually talk about FF7 Remake, which is on the shortlist, by the way, uh, I'm going to have some interesting stories about that being my, my pandemic game. <laughs> I may have said them on an RPG cast already, so look forward to that. I remember uh, all the RPG all casts with you talking about it while I was oh, lock, yes. locked locked in my house or escaping to pick blueberries in the local blueberry field, <laughs> which I think is like the only two things I did for three months. Oh, what's great. What was great about being a home worker already was that nothing changed except that I had to work harder because e-com is what I do. 
And <laughs> that was keeping our company afloat. Big, uh, big upturn in business. <laughs> like, yeah, big upturn in business, but I am working 10-hour days. Oh, yeah. I think that was p- partly why I was kind of feuding. Not really feuding, but just kind of snippy with my family because, man, they got a two-month vacation out of it, and I got <laughs> even more work. You got overtime. <laughs> I, I I got overtime and couldn't even do what I do to unwind, which is go to movies on the weekends. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, I love my husband, but boy, we were ready to kill each other by the time things started to open up again. Yeah, people need their time away, even if they love each other. Oh yeah. Especially if both of you were uh, antisocial nerds that work from home. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I can always tell because it's like, are you going to your mom's this weekend? Please tell me you're going to your mom's this weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm going there. No worries. But yeah, I, I can agree that this was like kind of the perfect game to be playing at the start of a pandemic because it's, it's cheery and upbeat and simple and... Uh, just just the kind of thing you need to play when it feels like the world's breaking. <laughs> and not quite depressing since there's there's demons fighting the world and not a virus. Yeah, and demons, it turns out, can be can be killed with robots and swords, which helps a lot. <laughs> Viruses don't really do that. No. No. The power of friendship did not defeat the pandemic, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, next time we're going to be on, we're going to be talking Dragon Age Inquisition. I will not be here because I've got a business trip I've got to be on that I unfortunately couldn't get out of. So it's going to be the all match show. Woohoo! I'll be here to oh, man. through it. Gosh, I played Dragon Age Inquisition. I can't even can't even recall how many times. You're just going to say Dragon Quest and you're just going to play <laughs> Dragon Quest and think it's a Dragon Quest podcast. <laughs> I, I remember that time when I was playing Dragon Quest. What Inquisition? Yeah, I was inquiring to Maribel about why she was so crappy in my party. <laughs> Put her oh. on the rack and stretch her out. Wow. <laughs> uh, you sound like you're gonna have fun with that one already. Ah, uh, well, it's, David will be there. Uh, the, we'll have lovely people who actually know what they're talking about, and me. And and we'll just occasionally talk about Dragon Quest. <laughs> I mean, hey, watch a couple of YouTube videos, get an idea of what the game is about, and you can just ask questions. So sometimes I definitely will. You know, not being involved in the game that I've played, sometimes I get really curious about a game. I think it's what got me wanting to play Yakuza. Well, that and cat cafes. <laughs> I, I can tell you one thing. I the most I know about Dragon Age Inquisition is probably ten different times. Did I put it down as the game I would ask for if EA picked me to go in and do some playtesting? The only thing I remember about it was all the memes and screenshots of the people whose face wouldn't load in. Supposedly that game was very buggy. Inquisition? Yeah. I mean, no more than most of Bioware's products. Or am I confusing it with Andromeda? Yeah, Andromeda was much more rushed. Okay. I, I know that there were some jokes about some of the nasty, some of the really weird face stuff, but uh, yeah. Bioware's fall from grace, as it were. Yeah, there's, well, a lot, there's a lot to go into that story. We'll save it for the episode. Yes. Indeed. I can't wait to hear about all 130 Game of the Year awards that David's going to mention that it got. <laughs> I'm going to like mention and call out every one of them by name. <laughs> It will take up the entire length of the podcast. I've already started my research. Oh boy, I, I your wish choices I could be on that matter. 
I mean, technically, I, I could try to be on, but um, unfortunately, I don't think hotel Wi-Fi is going to be great for uh, <laughs> tr- trying not, to be on a podcast, even as a fly on the wall. It's not ideal. No. You know, I, w- I will have to say, everywhere I've been put up in the past few years has had great Wi-Fi. So, and again, I work in uh, private schooling, and uh, when other private schools pay for you to stay nearby, it's usually Ask Wheels about things. how his last hotel Wi-Fi went. <laughs> Check out uh, the episode from two weeks ago. Oh, wait, there wasn't one. <laughs> yeah, the last time I stayed in this hotel, as I recall, they only had one plug-in in the entire room. Um, my basement was bigger than this hotel room. And for some dumb reason, that plug-in did not have any sort of surface on it. So I had to like drag, put the phone on the floor and drag the nightstand over to where the plug was so that I wouldn't step on my phone because of the hard tile floor. Hmm. It's Lovely. the weirdest good thing. Not, not yeah, good. weirdest thing I'd ever seen in a hotel in my life. So hopefully I will I will get a better room this time around. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But I, I think we're ready to put this one to bed. Um, th- thank you, David, for popping in at the last minute. Really appreciate Sorry it. Sorry for t- being late. No, it's cool. Um, uh, stuff happens. Uh, it, it is a perfect timing because, like I said, you t- tagged out. So, t- t- tag team. Uh, th- thank you, Josh, for th- the game that I'm going to finish eventually and for being on. Sure thing. Um, th- thank you, Sam, uh, who who departed early. But we, we love Ideally you, Sam. Departed Sam. Oh, I, yes. I assume you already went into this game's available cheap everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, because I was telling uh, or I was tell- telling the audience that Josh bought it for me the same week that I almost bought it because it was like ten bucks on Amazon. Yeah. This is this is not a difficult game to get hold of as long as you have a PS4. <laughs> Though, if you want the fancy edition, you can get the digital deluxe for 80 bucks on PSN. Don't or, do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or be reasonable and get it for 20 or 17 right now because of the Golden Week sale. Yeah. Uh, that being said, that that is a show. Um, I will try to catch you guys next week, probably, or get a couple of weeks when I the show when I actually put the show up. Uh, no, not on it, and have an excellent rest of your week, and we shall see you later. I'm just a grandma is part of my problem.